Good morning, Catalyst. How's everyone doing this morning? <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us here online and in person. I am super excited because this is my very first sermon I've ever gotten to preach before. I've been a youth minister for about two months, and I was kind of thrown into it. I went to CIY back-to-back, and if you all don't know what CIY, it's two exhilarating trips with high schoolers and middle schoolers down to different campuses. Um, But just like Solomon and Elsa said, today's main thing is if it's not worth it, drop it. So I kind of have a funny story along these lines, um, and my girlfriend's going to hate me for telling the story, but I've been dating a girl. Her name is Kaylee. She's sitting right up here in front. Um, So we've been dating for some time, and we decided to go shopping one week, and we love shopping. It's shocking that a dude loves shopping, but I love shopping. Um, But we were out shopping for about four or five hours, and we got back to my parents' house, and we were kind of just hanging out, relaxing, having having a good time with my parents, and I decided to not be a good boyfriend and not rubber feet, but I tickled her foot, and I learned my lesson with tickling feet, because right when I started that, she started flailing, and I didn't pay attention, and I got a knee in the nose and a broken nose. So that, uh, yeah. But um, like, like I said, it, it's a silly story, but we've all had these situations in our life where we regret what we did, and we didn't pay attention to the surrounding, uh, this, what's going on around us, and these things have happened. This, this, this dam has been broken. Proverbs 17, 13 through 14 is evil will never leave the house of the one who pays back evil for good. Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam, so drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. We have to be able to realize when situations like these come up that if we can do certain things, that it will breach that dam and it will cause destruction, whether it be long-term destruction or short-term destruction like a broken nose. Um, So my first point I'd like to make is that we have to have self-control over our actions and our words. Here at Catalyst, we ask our people to produce two things, disciples who make disciples and people who produce the fruits of the Spirit, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And self-control is something that I definitely struggle with. Like I said, we love to go shopping, and I definitely spend way too much money on clothes and video games and toys. As funny as that sounds. But without self-control, we aren't able to... um, have, we aren't able to uh, stop and look and, bre- and not breach that dam. Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So a soft answer turns away wrath when we can stop and we think and we give a rational reason or explanation in our brain. and We are able to not breach that dam. It turns away that wrath that can come into our life and eventually destroy what we've built on. But the opposite of that is a harsh word stirs up anger. So if we are quick to just nag at someone, quick to uh, get angry and frustrated with people, and we breach that dam, then we have to deal with those consequences. And relationships um, often, after a couple of those, will diminish. So we have to have self-control to be able to give that soft answer. Now, what does a soft answer look like is very hard to explain, but... If you go into your word, if you go into the Bible and spend time in prayer, you can find these answers because everybody's situation is different, but I'm sure God knows exactly what to do to make these situations stop. And once these situations begin to stop, those relationships that you've built up are able to become stronger. When you have great communication, it's amazing, but if you don't have that self-control, you can destroy relationships that are 5, 10, 15 years old 
And it's insane to see the destruction that this relationship can, can get. Um, so without control, we can't control, what, oh, sorry, with control, we control what happens after the situation. And it comes how we respond to people. If it's a negative, harsh word, or angry tweet, or quick backstab at them, then that's going to destroy that relationship, especially if it's a marriage relationship or a dating relationship. Like I've said, I've been dating Kaylee for some time now, and a lot of you all have life experience and marriage experience on us, but this is the best relationship I've ever been a part of because of our communication. We both have determined that we need self-control, and we do not argue. We stop, and we think rationally, and we give that soft answer. We stop for about five to ten minutes and think about what we had said and what we were going to say. And if it's not going to build a relationship up, we just drop it and forget about it. A lot of times we'll look back and we'll laugh at what we wanted to say or what we did say and just how silly it is that that's what we were going to say to the person that I love so dear in my life. Um, and my second point I'd like to make is besides self-control, we have to be selfless. Philippians 2, 3-4 through 4 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but the interests of each other around you. We often think of selflessness as this um, giving money or giving time to just anybody, but selflessness in the Bible is described as putting someone else above you. And in this modern reality, we all struggle with that. We all want to be right. We all want to have our needs taken care of first, but that's not what God calls us to do. We have to be selfless. We have to show these people that even if we think we're right, their opinions and their ideas and their emotions matter to us because we love them. And if we don't have that selflessness, then we're not showing the God, God's love that he's called us to show. So we breach that dam, and once that's gone, once you breach in that dam, it's almost impossible to show that love again. You lose trust in one another. You, that person who comes to you and you use that to dig on them later, they're going to stop coming to you. And vice versa, if you go to someone and they keep digging on you about what you tell them, you're probably not going to go back to that person, even if it's someone you love. So being selfish often opens the door to wrath. And once wrath comes into our lives, that destruction that happens is just insane. Um, my next point is that we have to show Jesus-like love. So 1 John 2, 3-11 says, we know that we... That, sorry. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God has truly completed them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. And then Romans 5, 6 through 8 explains how Jesus lived for us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for the righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ hung up on a cross for sins that he did not commit so we can show the world love like Jesus did. We have to put others in front of us, like I said earlier. We have to be selfless to be able to show Jesus-like love. And, uh, sorry, I lost my Sorry, when we have these situations come up to show Jesus-like love, we have to do it. Um, and my point earlier about fruits of the Spirit and disciples, our children are our first disciples. There's a lot of children in here today with their parents. And your children will often take up characteristics of your life that you 
um, demonstrate. So if you are someone who gets angry quickly or has road rage or someone who just often doesn't think about what they want to say and just says whatever's in their mind real quick, your kid's going to pick that up. And that kid is probably going to become not a nice person in this world. But if you are the opposite and you are a parent who loves to take care of other people and loves to just stop and think and if a waitress messes up your order or they spill something and you're the first person to be like, no, it's okay, let's fix this together because we're both humans, then that kid, that kid of yours is going to take up that, that characteristic of you often, not all the time, but often, and they'll become loving just like you were. So... Um, we have, to, we have to have those characteristics in our life to be loving and love like Jesus. And loving like Jesus is a very difficult idea to grasp because Jesus died for us. And we can maybe imagine one person we might want to die for, but death is scary and often it's just impossible to think about for us. Um, and when that situation comes up, we have to do it. And those situations come up six days out of seven. And... Oftentimes, we just can't come up with that. We can't act like that. Like, we, like we can't be quick and rash and um, angry very quickly, or it'll turn bad, and that dam will break, and then the destruction that will happen will come. Um, and my last point I'd like to make is that we have to be the light of the world. 1 John 2, 7 through, 1, 7 through 11, sorry. Dear friends, I'm not writing a new command, but an old one which you have heard since the beginning. This old command is the message you have heard, yet I am writing a new command. Its truth is seen in him and in you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in darkness. Anyone who loves the brother and sister lives in the light and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in darkness and walks around in darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. Like I said earlier, we have to love like Jesus, and we have to be the light of the world, just like Jesus was called to do for us. If we hate a brother or sister, hate is such a strong word, but you hear it almost every day. I hate this person. I hate this team. I hate this political party. Anything. Hate means you are in darkness, and we are not called to be in darkness as Christians. We are called to be the light of the world, and we are the light of the world. And what's amazing about light is that as it travels, it shines, and it'll shine in those dark parts of the world where hate and love are fighting and hate is winning. When we uncover the darkness of the world, it'll bring more people to the light, and it can show the truth that Jesus has died for us on the cross, and he is resurrected three days later so we can be in eternity in heaven with him and his Father. So without being the light of the world, without... When we don't drop it, we can't be the light of the world. And without being the light of the world, we are not winning people for the kingdom. And that is our main duty as Christians, is to win as many people for the kingdom of God as possible. So I'm going to invite the band to come back up um, as I finish up real fast. Um, so we can't shine the light that we need to in the world if we are constantly in a state of argument we don't have self-control over ourselves and our actions and our thoughts. We can't show the world what it's really like to live like Jesus. And if we can't live like Jesus, then we aren't the light of the world. Whether it's a fight, whether it's a physical fight or a mental fight or an emotional fight, we have to slow down and act as God has called us to act. We become godly people that we've been called to in this world. And once we become those godly people, we can start winning more people to the kingdom of God.
So next time you find yourself in a situation just like this, where you want to get angry really, really fast, just slow down and ask yourself if, it, if it's really worth it. And if it's not really worth it, just drop it. Stop going to fights that we weren't invited to. 